1: So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cards.com. It's magical.
2: Hello again, everyone, and welcome into a special Fin Sliders episode of the Jake and Josh Show. I am your host, Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter, at Houts, and I am joined by the one, the only, Jake Mendel. You can follow him at at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. Jake, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm good. I'm good. And I I gotta be honest with you, uh, the Fin Sliders name, I love it. I I thought of that That was all you. That was all you. And, and our idea here is we're going to kind of just do a lot more takes. And this is that that banter you, you really want. These shows aren't going to be nearly as long as our other shows. Uh, but, but it's that time of the year we thought it'd be worth uh, putting out a little more content, talking about as much football as we can. And this is just like a quick hitter. You know, if you're driving out or something, you're getting a couple sliders at the bar. You know, a couple little burgers told you over. So that's, that's what this is all about. So we're going to go into some quick topics. And, Josh, what I want to start with this here is Watson isn't alone as the only quarterback who could be on the move this offseason. Yes, it was na- uh, for a lot of fans. It's very nauseating to talk about Deshaun Watson over and over and over. But hey, all of a sudden, the Detroit Lions are taking calls on Matthew Stafford. We have a cranky Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay who talks about his uncertain future. Uh, Josh, let's start here. How nice is it that, you know, the Dolphins aren't on the side of losing a quarterback drama?
2: It feels good, but I mean, I'm someone out there, right? Whether it's Facebook or in our, our articles, they're gonna have to say that we, we're losing Ryan Fitzpatrick. Doesn't that count, nice. right? Someone's gonna say that. So, nice. so, so, are we truly uh, clear of that? I, I don't know, but it is nice to just hear that. You know, okay, we have two a ton of I little. Worst case, you know, they might upgrade to Deshaun Watson, and I I'd hate to say that it's an upgrade, but right now, you know, in their development, it truly would be an upgrade. But you got Matthew Stafford leaving Detroit. We know our boy. Dan Campbell's there, man. Campbell, he has the dude, man, on his plaque. We didn't even get to talk about that. Congratulations, Dan Campbell. I don't know about you, Jake, but I remember when he was uh, when he became the interim coach, and just at, at times you just want to run through a freaking wall, almost like you would Brian Flores. So hell yeah, man, that's awesome that he got that job, and and just the fact that it says the dude on his on his <laughs> nameplate, and then he brought in Deuce Staley, so it's the dude and the Deuce. I mean, I'd I would watch that. Uh, I would watch that western right there, man. <laughs> Did you say we said on the last podcast? We did, didn't we? No, no, no,
1: no. I, I'm saying we should have named our podcast The Dude and the Deuce.
2: Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, we should
1: have. <laughs> and um, so, so Josh, what's interesting here is all of a sudden, you know, maybe the price of quarterbacks might go down a little bit. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going anywhere. Uh, the Green Bay general manager came out and said, we're not idiots. Yeah, that, that pretty much sums it up. You're going to kind of do whatever you need to make Aaron Rodgers happy. Uh, but the Lions are projecting Stafford to go for about a first-round pick. And... But let's say, you know, should the Dolphins trade for Matthew Stafford? I brought it up. I don't think it would cost the third overall pick. I think it would cost eighteen. Maybe even cheaper if you throw in Tucker Riloa. Josh, madden me. Can,
2: can you can you write that article? Will you write that article to put this podcast <laughs> all
1: those
2: in? Will be a please, please do it. But I do remember, was it not a year ago? I mean, even before yep. we had two of the, people were talking about it and everyone, you know, they were all for it and I mean Matthew Stafford. Let's be honest. I mean, he's he deserves to go to a team where he can he can be a playoff contender and hopefully win that Super Bowl that he's so deserving of. But um, I I can't man you here. I, I want nothing to do with Matthew Stafford at this point. I, I would not trade and anything close to you know Deshaun Watson is a whole different story. That's the only reason we're even entertaining that. But uh, Matthew Stafford, you know, he goes to San Francisco. I mean, how awesome would that be to see? Mm-hmm.
1: That would, that would certainly be something. Uh, like you said, the Dolphins, there were talks about him a couple years ago. But just the way the Dolphins are going through the motions right now, if you trade for Matthew Stafford, if you don't win a Super Bowl in two years, you're back to just being stuck in the hunt forever, right? Because you have those mid-round picks. Uh, you're stuck going 7-9, and 9-7, nine, nine and, and you're really making no progress because you're not able to draft those uh, big pieces that you really need. So, yes, staying 100% away from it just because I like the position the Dolphins are going in. Nothing against Stafford. I really like him as a quarterback. Undervalued through his uh, entire career. Yes, he had Megatron, Calvin Johnson, who, you know, in my lifetime, the best wide receiver I've ever seen. But like I said, that's something to certainly stay away from. Josh, the other thing I really wanted to talk to you about here is uh, you obviously watched the the championship games on Sunday, right? Absolutely. I don't know if it's because I'm a Dolphins fan, but I couldn't help but watching Patrick Mahomes on Sunday and and thinking to myself, isn't this what we expect from Tua? Again, I'm not trying to compare the two. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. He's awesome. Tua has to grow a lot. It's, It's going into his second season. But what I'm trying to get at here is think of it this way. I'm going to throw out some next-gen stats to you. Uh, Mahomes averaged 2.4 seconds to throw after an average closer to 3 in this game. Obviously, he was throwing a lot quicker, getting the ball out of his hands. Two touchdowns came on throws of under 2.5 seconds. All three touchdowns traveled 10 yards or less through the air. Mahomes was 7-9 against the Blitz for 68 yards. And he completed 77% of his passes, just one sack, 8.6 yards per attempt. Mahomes looked accurate. Duh. Like, that that's obvious. Maybe he couldn't step into deep throws because of that turf toe. But all game, man, I was thinking the way he was just butchering that Buffalo defense is, isn't that what we want from Tua? Where three seconds, I can—I know exactly what's happening on the field. I'm going to make the right throw and let my guys cook. Dicing up teams by hitting Tyreek Hill, cough, cough, maybe Devonta Smith. Hitting Travis Kelsey, cough, cough. Maybe Mike Gesicki. Not saying that, you know, those are perfect comparisons, but That's kind of the vision I saw. You know, we like to, where people are already labeling, like, Tua's limited, 20-yard box, like Brian Tannehill, that stuff. I mean, I see that clip from the Bengals game where uh, deep ball, Jakeem Grant, bounced off his hands. These are the type of things I'm thinking about this early into the offseason. I don't know if it's healthy, but, man, that Mahomes performance looked like the ideal blueprint about how to have a successful offense with Tua Tagovailoa.
2: I don't know how healthy it is, but i was so thankful that you didn't sit there and say JaKeem Grant is Tyree Kill because I did see that on, <laughs> on Twitter, and I, I think I responded with he's closer to Clyde Gates than he ever will be Tyree Kill. And, you know, we've been down on Jakeem Grant, and I think, you know, Uh, Whether he's back next year or not, they definitely need to bring in some playmakers. And you're sitting there reading off those next-gen stats. And I don't know if I was the only one, but I felt like I was in math class. You know how you'd read those, like, paragraphs and try to figure out a math equation? I'm like, please, please, God, do not sit here and and quiz me on this. So I, I don't know, man. I would love to see what Tua can do in an offense similar. I think we saw that at Alabama. And you're sitting here, you're reading this off. You know how quickly he got the ball out, how decisive he was, how quickly he read what the defense was throwing at him and knew where he was going with the football. I mean, that's exactly what we saw. From two at Alabama. And I think that's what the Dolphins have to figure out is what they need to do. You know, whether that's bringing in this offense coordinator that we're still, is still a mystery, or whether it's bringing in his guys like Devontae Smith and Najee Harris, you know, whatever it is, they need to bring in these guys that can be that style of offense. You mentioned Travis Kelsey and Mike Kosicki yes those are similar players but Travis Kelsey I mean let's be honest he's probably the best tight end in all of football and Tyree I doubt, Kill yeah. I mean he, he might be the one of if not I mean we, we might not say is the, the best receiver in football some might say Devontae Adams that but Tyree Kill causes problems for defenses that no other receiver in all of football can so that is exactly what Devontae Smith could do so I think you're laying out the blueprint print right here and maybe that goes back to that uh that no avi guy on Twitter telling you it's going to be Mike Kafka you know maybe they're bringing Mike Kafka in here and saying you no know, hey we give you your Mahomes now you go out there and bring in the the groceries so that he can cook,
1: and that—that's kind of the the cool thing about all this because it's important to keep in mind. Um, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey aren't where they are without Patrick Mahomes. And I I think that's so important to kind of keep in your mind here that you can't just draft a stud receiver and think he's a stud. I mean, you need all the pieces. You need to have all the different pieces in place. You need the right synergies to really maximize and become the best tight end in the league, to become one of the most explosive wide receivers in the league. And that's what, again, I, I don't want to sit here and say Tua is Patrick Mahomes. But when you look at how that offense was ran, when you look at, Tua's strengths. I mean, that really seemed like that's the peak. That is what the Dolphins can do. And something worth noting is that Mahomes, he was missing a lot of his offensive linemen. I think both tackles were down with injuries. And to be sacked only once, that that is impressive in itself. And, and you know, we kind of looked at Tua's yards per attempt last year, right? Uh, Mahomes again. This is my favorite stat. He was seven and nine against the blitz for sixty-eight yards. That that's under ten yards of completion. But it was successful. It moves the chains. And these are the different things that, hey, maybe you do these short throws. But, hey, if you do the short throw, a guaranteed completion to someone like Devonta Smith, there's a very good chance he turns a 5-yard completion into a 20-yard completion. And then you can go over the top. There's this whole cat and mouse game that really develops more than just, well, they had one drop and, and then Tua was stuck, you know. Throwing into a phone booth, like you said, where there's no room, there's no room for him to, you know, really operate. There's no room for the receivers to operate. That's the kind of development we want to see out of this Dolphins offense.
2: Yeah, and the most exciting thing about fin sliders is that we just never know what could happen. And I just got a notification on my phone that I have to just throw out there since we're talking about the NFL in general. And I just got a notification, that, according to Ian Rappaport, the Los Angeles Rams are going to have a quarterback competition between Jared Goff and John Walford. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know how you feel about that, but I mean, I don't like Jared Goff much, but <laughs> that seems a little bit harsh right there, making making him compete with with Walford. With I don't know your thoughts on this.
1: <laughs> Saying this now can only tell me that, you know, maybe maybe you expect more to golf in the offseason. Maybe you expect him to study the book a little more. Maybe you expect him to be out practicing with his receivers a little more. And, I, you know, you think of someone like Sean McVay, you you go right to, you know, the offensive genius, the offensive guru. And is it worth saying, is there possibly a point where maybe the, the quarterback pendulum, you know, the quarterback-driven league... Maybe comes back where where there are enough guys available, where competitions are healthy, where there's more quarterbacks who can thrive in the NFL that then really struggle, and we see that pendulum all of a sudden start swinging back to the defensive side because everybody has a quarterback. Is that possible? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'd rather it not be, you know, three uh, top heavy quarterbacks really running the running league. And this is interesting. I'd love to see how McVay does with this. I'd love to see how both players respond, because it is certainly a unique situation. Two years ago, you were in the Super Bowl with Jared Goff.
2: It's crazy. And then, you know, I think Brian Flores was the one that put an end to that. So maybe Brian Flores broke Jared Goff. Maybe he needs to get a haircut <laughs> and, and fix everything
1: the same way Herbert did haircut dude i don't know what it is about haircuts but but that is the number one way to give yourself the biggest confidence boost and the biggest motivational boost i don't know what it is it's some sort of magic
2: well i haven't cut my hair or shapes that explains everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think that's a perfect way to wrap up our fin slider here hey guys this is something different we're doing let us know what you think again the point of these isn't to be long it's just to kind of shoot the shit for 10 15 minutes something like that ask us
2: questions ask us questions because we would much rather answer your questions than. Maybe maybe that's what we should do from now on for these fin sliders. Get some questions in here.
1: I like it. I like that quite a bit. And it opens up more doors to more conspiracy theories that we can really dive into. Thank you guys so much for listening here. Uh, Again, these things are never going to be too, too long. So if you have a little commute, if you're going to walk to the store and grab a soda pop or something, throw this on, chat about the dolphins, and let your mind wander free. If you would like more Dolphins content, which, you know, most of us certainly would, follow Houtz on Twitter, at Houtz. I can't say it enough how often he is posting everything that could technically uh, maybe buy... Association Related to the Dolphins, he is going to have it all. So be sure to follow him at Houts. Uh, if you would like some snarky comments and a little bit of Dolphin news, you can find me at jmendall94. And please, please, please smash that subscribe button. You guys following the show helps us so, so much. And, you know, you get notified every time a new show comes out, which I guess that can't hurt either. But thank you guys, like I said, so much for listening. And most importantly, we'll say it till we're blue in the face. Fins up. Fins up.
0: That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. my